Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Give it up for them. We honor them. And to all the staff and the ministers and, and those of you, give it up for yourselves. Amen. And give it up for that worship team and that choir. Come on. Wow, that's awesome. Awesome. I thought I was in a concert this morning. That might be a prophetic hint of, you know, anyway. Praise God. Well, today I want to, I really want to just kind of flow with the spirit. You know, we've had such a great time over the weekend, and I believe that God wants to do so much more. And what I I endeavor to do today is I want to share some things with you that will help you to posture yourself to receive what God wants to do today. And so I'll be sharing some scriptures, but the goal of it is to really stir your faith, to get you in a position where you can receive from God, okay? Am I in the right church today? I want to share a quick story with you um, as I go into the scriptures. I remember I was preaching in the UK, and uh, I had a great time there. We did a supernatural workshop in Chester, which is right above, uh, it's right below North Wales. And so I spent a little time in Chester, and then I went into Wales and then back into Chester. And then it was time for me to fly out back to the United States. And as I'm on the plane, going back to the United States, I had the most interesting experience I'd ever had in my life. Literally, while on the plane, I went to heaven. Now, this is strange because when I, when I had this encounter, you can call it a vision, you can call it a revelation. As Paul said in First and Second uh, Corinthians, whether I was in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. I can't tell. But what I do know is that the first thought I had was, man, the plane crashed and I didn't even get to see my children and my wife. And I was just like sort of uh, intrigued by that. It wasn't... I wasn't sad because there's no sadness in heaven, but I was intrigued. And I thought, man, they, they crashed the plane. And so I was just kind of taken in the atmosphere. Some of y'all are looking real strange, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, amen. But I, I was taken in the atmosphere. And as I was taken in the atmosphere, I literally began to transition back into the plane. And when I did that, I saw the face of Jesus. And when I saw his face... He just stared at me. And I can't tell, you know, people say to me, you know, saints are so in the flesh sometimes. They say, was he black or white? (laughs) If you're thinking about that when you're in heaven, I got to just pray for you. (laughs) But, But he looked at me and he just gazed right through me. It was like, it was like just pure love and pure truth embodied in the same person. There was no darkness in him. He gazed through my eyes, and his eyes were like flames of fire. And he said to me, he said, tell my people there's so much more. And then I was, I was back on the plane and looking crazy, real crazy. I, mean, I was looking real crazy because I was like, okay, what just happened? And so I began to teach at that time, on developing a heavenly vision. But I share that with you to say this. We are living in an age and a generation where the veil between heaven and earth has become so thin and where the Father desires to reveal himself and to manifest himself in us and through us and among us in ways that we've never experienced before. This is the age of unusual manifestations. 
This is the age where, where we're going to see water become wine. Amen. See, I'm in the wrong church. I need to go down to New York or something because... I know how y'all are up north, you know. It's different up here, Pastor. They have to see it to believe it, you know. They're... <laughs> but the veil between heaven and earth has become so thin, and then God desires to manifest himself in his people. And, and the theme that I've really been, been sort of speaking about and sharing about and the overarching theme of this gathering is how to develop that miraculous lifestyle, how to, how to posture ourselves in such a way where, where the things of the Spirit become normal for us. Does anybody want that today? I, I want to talk about how we begin to have these encounters, but I, I want to really give a, a, a subtitle to this because what I found out is this. I found out that everybody wants a new revelation. Everywhere I go, you go to conferences, you go to people want to hear the next new thing. But the truth is, we, the church doesn't necessarily need to hear a new thing. The church needs to be reminded of the old thing. Because the old thing is the new thing. The foundation of the church, the doctrine of Scripture as it relates to the Word of God is key if you want to live a supernatural life. Now, I want to read a couple of things to you as we get ready to minister the power of God. Now, listen to me carefully. Somebody say, the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. has never lost... It's power. power. Say again, say the blood of Jesus Jesus has never lost lost its power. power. Say it one more time. Say the blood of Jesus Jesus has never lost lost its power. power. See, the blood of Jesus is the divine catalyst for everything in the kingdom of God. Let me say that one more time. The blood of Jesus is the divine catalyst for everything in the kingdom of God. As we were listening to the song, you made a way, and there's a, there's a, there's a little verse there, or there's a little part in the song that says, I don't know why. Is it how or why? Is it both? I don't know why. But I'm grateful. Remember, it says, I don't know why, but I'm grateful. Well, I know why. It's the blood of Jesus. That's why. Now, listen, let me tell you what's going to happen. As I'm preaching this message, you're going to think you've heard it before, and you're going to think you know it. But it's so simple, 99.9999% of people miss it. I want to show you this. Go over here. To uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. If you could put it up on the screen, that'll be great. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. This is what it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us, as it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Keep reading. Watch this that the blessing, watch this of Abraham might come on us through Jesus Christ that we, by faith, will receive the promise of the Spirit. Are you seeing that? Christ has redeemed us from the what? The curse of the law. How? He was made a curse for us. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you've been redeemed from the curse. Okay, now, now tell yourself, say, I've been redeemed, redeemed. from the curse, from the curse. Through, Jesus Christ. through Jesus Christ. In other words, Christ became a curse for us so that we could receive the blessing. Now that ought to make you excited because if I, if I said to you, you're going to get a new car next week. If I said to you that you're going to get a new house 
We would get excited. But let me tell you what's more powerful than the house, the blessing. What's greater than the car is the blessing. Listen, it, it's, it's, it's more powerful to know the blesser and to receive his blessing on your life than things. Oh, boy, this is going to get hard today, boy. I don't know what you came for today, but my God. Look at this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law because he was made a curse for us. Now, I want you to see this. The scripture says in the gospel of John, it says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, Jesus is quoting from Numbers. He's actually taking a scripture directly from the Old Testament an account of what happened in the book of Numbers. I want to show you what happened in the book of Numbers. In Numbers verse, uh, chapter 21, the Bible says that in the 6th and 7th verse, it says that the Israelites murmured against the Lord, and God sent fiery serpents as a judgment. Look at what it says in Numbers chapter 21, verse 8. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, no, let me go, let me go before I go there. He says that he sent a judgment and the fiery serpents begin to bite the children of Israel and they begin to die in the thousands. They were dying in the thousands. And Moses prays to God and he says, God, what can we do to save Israel? What can we do? And Moses, as a type of Christ in the Old Testament, he acts as a mediator. He acts as somebody that makes intercession on behalf of Israel. And look at what, what God tells Moses to do in the 8th verse in Numbers 21. He says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Make you a fiery serpent and set it up on a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looks upon it, shall live. Numbers uh, 21 verse 9. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it on a pole, and it came to pass that, a, as a, that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he did what? He lived. Jesus said in John 3, I am that serpent of brass. That whoever looks to me, they will live. Whoever looks to me, they will live. In other words, I became the curse so that if you put your faith in me, you'll receive the blessing. Eternal life. And let me tell you something. Eternal life doesn't begin when you die. Eternal life begins when you're born again. You are not going to enter eternal life. You already have eternal life. Are you following me so far? So now, why is this important? Because watch this, sickness, disease, and oppression are the curse. I didn't get a single amen. amen. Sickness and disease were never a part of God's original plan. It came in by the curse. And the scripture says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. <laughs> you know, Satan was a really bad businessman. He's a really nasty guy. So he, in the Garden of Eden, we got into a bad deal. And, and, and the enemy was very crooked and very deceptive because Eve ate the fruit. 
And when she ate the fruit and gave it to her husband, she must have been a, a serious, she must have been a real nice looking wife because Adam knew not to eat it, but he said, man, you know, <laughs> he told me not to, but man, you give me, let me bite that. Let me bite that thing. That, that's, and he ate. And I got to give you this. Watch this. And what happens is through consuming forbidden fruit, the human race is thrown into a curse. And Adam abdicates his authority. And now Satan becomes the legal steward or custodian of the earth. And God curses the serpent. And he says, curse be the ground for your sake. He says that. I'm sorry, not, he told that to Adam. He says, you're gonna, you, the serpent's going to crawl on his belly, and you'll be cursed. And this is what he says in, in Genesis 3. He said, you will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, but the seed of the woman will bruise your head. Now, I'm coming somewhere. I know this is real simple. Man in the Garden of Eden consumes that which is forbidden and it releases a curse over his life and Adam and Eve eventually die. They die spiritually and ultimately physically. And the Bible says that they were living under this curse for generations. Are you listening to me? But what have I told you that Jesus as the last Adam he came to seek and to save that which was lost. To redeem us from a really bad business deal. And in order to redeem us from this business deal, he had to pay the ultimate price, which was his own blood. And his blood was the legal power that released us from the bondage of sin and the curse connected to that bondage. Are you listening? Oh, I don't know if you're ready for what I'm about to say next. You're not ready for what I'm about to say next. I'm telling you, you're not, you're not, you, 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 I, I don't know if you're ready. Understand that Jesus shed his blood as the legal tender, as the legal payment, watch this, to redeem you and I from the curse and all of its residue in our lives. Watch this, because the Bible says in Leviticus, this is what it says in Leviticus 17, 11, it says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. That the life of the flesh is in the blood. So today I want to let you understand that there was power in the blood. There was power in the blood. See, the blood breaks the curse. Watch this. The blood is what reverses the curse. And when Jesus shed his blood, Understand that when Jesus, for time, Jesus dies on the cross. And this is why in the book of Exodus chapter 15, we see a, 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 a prototype or a foreshadowing. When the Israelites go to the waters of Marah and the waters of Marah are bitter, God tells Moses, you need to put a tree in the water. That was a prophetic type and shadow because God was trying to tell the Israelites that ultimately you're going to get this thing wrong and ultimately you're going to keep on sinning. But I know the only way to redeem you and to heal you is on the tree because on the tree, the blood will be shed. And when the blood is shed, the curse will be broken. Not only will the curse be broken, but because the life is in the blood, when you receive the blood, the same life that's in me, I'm going to put it inside of you. Do you understand that? You are what you eat. You know that? 
The blood is powerful even in the natural. The blood contains oxygen. It, it contains nutrients. It contains energy. Our, our, our blood is so important. And they're beginning to find research where they, where they take stem cells from, from cord blood, from, from the umbilical cord of babies, and they find that when, when, when they use this blood, they can find cures, and, and they can use it to treat conditions, and, and, and people are actually receiving this blood to help their lives be restored. If natural blood can do that... If natural blood, you see, when somebody gets into an accident, they need a blood transfusion. In other words, they, they, that blood that, that is, 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 is transfused inside of them helps them to heal, helps them to be restored, helps them to get back to life again. Let me tell you something, beloved, that when, when, when we were in sin, we took a blow, we, we took a hit, and we were damaged, we were, we, were, we were destroyed, we were dead. And what God did is says, I'm going to give you a blood transfusion. And what I'm going to do... Because your blood wasn't good. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. Your blood wasn't good enough to take care of you. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the blood of Jesus because the blood of Jesus, watch this, is going to invigorate the life of God inside of you. So I say there's power in the blood. Can I go deep? The spiritual realm recognizes blood. Did you know that? And this is why, listen to me. I I live in Tampa and, uh, and, uh, and I passed a very multicultural church and and, and, and there was a, a lady in my church, her father was a, what's called a Santeria priest. And he was high up, and what they would do is they would sacrifice animals. And they would sacrifice these animals to receive their power, to receive power. Because the spiritual realm recognizes sacrifice as a means to access power. Y'all, some of y'all act like you don't know what I'm saying, but you really do know what I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't want to call folks out by the Spirit, but I'm going to just keep preaching. That's why when people go to witch doctors and, and shamans, and, and when they go to different people practicing witchcraft, they require a sacrifice. Because in the spiritual realm, the, the, the blood is, is, is a source of life and power. Are you following me so far? I don't want to scare you. I hope I'm not scaring you. So watch this. Jesus goes to the cross. He dies on the cross. He sheds his blood. But he doesn't stop there. When he dies on the cross... He takes the keys, we know this based on Revelation chapter 1, that he takes the keys of hell and death, and we also know that he ascends to the Father. And because he had to fulfill all righteousness, we know that during the, the feast of Yom Kippur, that the high priest had to place the blood on the mercy seat. And the blood on the mercy seat, watch this, would activate the manifestation of Israel's forgiveness, their redemption, and their restoration, but it would go even further, it would release the glory. The glory of God would descend upon the blood sacrifice. Are you ready for this now? When Jesus ascended to the Father as the high priest of our profession of faith, He placed not the blood of bulls, not the blood of goats. I wish I had two witnesses. Not the blood of lambs, not the blood of turtle doves, 
not come on, not the blood of natural human beings, but he placed his own blood on the mercy seat so that you and I could have access to the Father, that we could have a true and a living way directly into the throne. And not only that, somebody say not only that, not only that, but we receive legally the life of God inside of us. And this is why Jesus says in John chapter 6, I believe, he says, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. You have no life in you. When we talk about healing, understand that, 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 that you, you as a believer, in Mark 16 when it says, these signs shall follow them that believe, understand that you have a covenant with God sealed in the blood that gives you the legal right and the authority to release the same power that Jesus has in himself. You shouldn't see that was the worst amen I ever heard. When you lay hands on the sick, when you put your hands out and somebody has an ailment, when you lay hands on the sick, you're not releasing your power, you're releasing his power. And the reason why you can, watch this, the reason why you can wield that power is because of the blood. I just, I feel like I need, need to pray for a second. I, see, because what we need to understand is this. Some of you are being oppressed. And pastor, what happens in the church is mixture. Mess up real bad now. I hope I get invited back after I say this. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Burning sage in your house won't ward off evil spirits. It will invite them. Come on, somebody. Going to false prophets won't deliver you. Are y'all quiet now, but I'm going to step on your toes. And the reason why some of us are being afflicted is because of mixture. We're trying to mix evil with good. We're trying to mix light with darkness. And you're going to, to sister so-and-so that, that, that says she's a a child of God, but she has tarot cards and she talks about your horoscope and, and, and y'all got real quiet then, but, and, and she does all these things. And what you don't understand is that the, the enemy doesn't have the power to help you. Some of you, listen to me, some of you are oppressed because you may say, well, well, pastor, there's witchcraft working against me. And some of you have even identified who the witch is. <laughs> and you think it's your mother-in-law. Come on, somebody. But can I submit to you today that I don't care what power is working against you. I don't care what witch has cast a spell on you. I don't care what demon has called your name. Understand that there's power in the blood, that the blood has never lost its power, that the blood of Jesus is stronger, it's greater, it's more efficient, it's more effectual than any power in hell, in heaven, in earth, or under the earth. There's no power greater than the blood of Jesus. no power greater. Understand. And that's why Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, he says this. He says that when we, when we take the communion, 
symbolizing the body and blood, when we do it unworthily, he says, this is why many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, because they don't rightly discern the body of Christ. Now hear this, by the Spirit of God. If many are weak and sickly among you because they don't rightly divide or rightly discern the body of Christ or they eat it without recognition, the inverse is also true. That if we, watch this, if we rightly recognize the body and the blood, watch this, the healing will be released in your body. Watch this. Not only that, but the life will be released in your body. Do you see that? And this is why, let me tell you something. In this age, we're going to see unusual demonstrations of God's power. And this is, not, this is not against the medical world. In fact, it's going to cooperate with the medical world. Because what's going to happen, like in my church, medical doctors come to my church, and I disciple them, and I minister to them. And one doctor, he practices in Jacksonville. He drives uh, four and a half, five hours to come to my service. And he, he's board certified. He's very reputable in this community. He says, Pastor, I wanted to come to you because... I've been using your teachings in my practice. And I treat my patients, he says, but I give them the standard medical treatment, but then I, I pull them to the side and I begin to minister to them according to the word. And he's seeing all kinds of, all kinds of conditions reversed. People that have type 2 diabetes that is very severe are getting totally healed. People that have cancer are getting totally healed and set free. So what I'm trying to so y'all didn't clap on that, but I'm trying to tell you something. Listen. If I can take a pill and something that I physically consume has the power to affect my body, hear me. If I can take a pill, because when you, when you eat something, it goes into your blood. When you eat something, it's absorbed into your body. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If I, and listen, if physical medicine can have a profound effect on my health, how much more when I consume the bread of life? You better hear me today. When you eat the bread of life, when you take by faith the bread of life, all the power in heaven is released. We don't think about this, but this is exactly what takes place. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is the hour, beloved. Where God's about to move through people. Whether you have a title or not. Whether you have a TV show or not. But those who believe. Mark 16 says, these signs shall follow who? Pastors. Prophets, apostles, come on somebody, masters of the universe. You know you got so many titles now, man. It's, people put master on them, master prophet. It's like, <laughs> the signs follow those who believe. Jesus said, whoever believes on me has passed from death to life. And he says, and this is life, am I in the right church? Yes. And this is life eternal. Yes. That you would believe on the Father and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And that word life is a very complex and sophisticated Greek word. It's the Greek word zoe. And the word zoe is not just eternal life as such. 
It's very complex in the Greek. The word zoe means that the same quality of life God possesses in himself. Got to say that again on this side. Maybe the kids will get it. It's the same quality of life God possesses in himself. That's what you received when you believed. You received the zoe. Somebody say zoe. You received the zoe inside of you. And so when we lay hands, when we lay hands, doctor, what we're doing, we're releasing the zoe. You're, listen, you're releasing heaven. And when you release heaven, hell has to leave. I declare right now by the Spirit of God, and there's so much we got to give, but I'm going to give you this. I declare by the Spirit of God right now in this atmosphere, in this environment, that the zoe of God is released right now. And if you're going through hell right now, the hell you're going through has to come to a close because zoe has come. The life of God has come. Watch this, to deliver you, to redeem you, and to restore you from every curse in your life, from every bondage in your life, because Christ has redeemed you from the curse. He has been made a curse for us so that we can receive the blessing. Lift your hands all over the building. This message is so simple, but let me tell you something. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Those of you who know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't worry, I'll interpret if I need to. Thank you, Lord. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. I said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, according to Romans chapter 8, dwells in you. Put your hand on your belly right where you are. Come, everybody stand on your feet. Don't spectate today. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. There was a girl in my meeting and she had multiple fibroids all over, all over. The doctor said she had fibroids bigger than golf balls. And in one of the meetings, nobody laid hands on her, nobody touched her, but the glory of God came in the meeting. Keep your hands lifted. The glory of God came in the meeting. <laughs> and, and she was touched by the power of God. She ran to the bathroom, and the fibroids began to come out of her. They began to come out of her body. Supernaturally. Listen, understand, I, I, I love doctors, and I, have, I believe we need spirit-filled doctors. My sister's a doctor. But there's such a move of the spirit happening now, listen to me, where God's about to shift the paradigm of the church. Keep your hands lifted. Keep your hands lifted. Quickly, because I want to release something. There's a lady that I know. <laughs> I was in a healing meeting with John. It was a John G. Lake Ministries meeting. And uh, they began to pray over me. And they said, you're going to take the healing power of God all over the world. And they went down on their knees, the speaker, and they lay hands on my feet. And the wife came to me afterwards, and she began to say, you know what? There's such a healing anointing on you. And she shared her story. She said, I had a, a tumor in my brain. 
and this lady had long blonde hair and she loved the hair and she said I was more concerned about them cutting my hair I said God don't let them cut my hair this is what the lady said to me and she said that that the Lord released her to take the operation and when they went into the operation when they opened when they when they when they removed the top of her her skull the tumor fell on the floor and when they picked the tumor up it had a a substance around it and the doctor said we don't know what this is there was like a a translu- like a, a translucent substance around the tumor that surrounded the tumor the tumor fell on the ground before they even touch it we're going to see miracles like we've never seen before. Lift your hands all over the place. Father, right now by the Spirit of God, I declare that your blood saturates this place. That the blood of Jesus right now goes deep down. Goes deep down. And removes every residue of the curse in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, we thank you that the glory of the Father right now is manifest in this place. And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Whoever needs a touch in their body, right now, I declare. I feel the Holy Ghost. Right now, I declare that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is touching you right now in every area where there's a need. I declare in Jesus' name that the fire of the Holy Spirit right now is addressing any situation in your life. Come on, begin to pray right now. Begin to pray. Open your mouth. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a young lady, the fibroids, that testimony touched you. God's touching you right now in Jesus' name. Anybody with reproductive issues of any kind, of any kind, I declare by the Spirit of God total restoration. Am I in the right church? I said total. I rebuke every fibroid in your body. I rebuke every issue of blood. Father, we thank you. Lift your hands, lift your hands. I want to I pray, I want to pray, I want to pray. How many feel the presence of God in this place? Wave your hand if you feel the presence of God. God's touching people right now. There's someone with Crohn's disease. If that's you, just touch your your, your stomach. God, I thank you. You're reversing autoimmune disorders of every kind. Lupus, multiple sclerosis. Listen, beloved, there's no limitation in him. The blood is more powerful than MS. Pastor, when I, and I'm going to bring up the team in a minute, but when I was sitting there, when I was sitting there getting ready to minister and the worship was going on, God said to me that, He's, he's doing miracles in children 
in the area of autism. That's what he told me. And these children are going to be a sign and a wonder because they're, 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 everything they know about the spectrum is about to be totally shifted with what happens in this place. Lift your hands. Church, what, are you getting what I'm trying to do? I'm, I'm trying to provoke your faith and let you know there are no limitations. There's no limitations. I'm gonna bring up the team in just a minute, but Father, right now, I release the fire of God over every child and every parent and every relative of every child and every parent that has had a sentence of autism Father, right now, would you defy everything we know? Would you defy it right now by the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Lord. If the Lord is touching you right now, I need, the, I need the team to come. I need the ushers to come. If the Lord's touching you right now, and I want to honor the time. If the Lord's touching you right now, I need you to come quickly to this altar. Now see, let me, let me, I'm going to do some correction right now. When I call for that, that's not a time to look around at everybody else. That has a, that's none of your business. Your business is to receive your miracle. Don't you look at anybody else. If you need God to touch you, you come up here now, quickly, quickly. If the Lord, if the Lord is touching you, if he's ministering to you, I want you to come. And lift your hands. Lift your hands. Koramasa masonda. Thank you, Jesus. Keep playing, and I need the worship team to come up. You are here, moving in Amis. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Begin to lift your hands all over the building.
Lift your hands all over the room. Lift your hands. That is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker. He's a waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh, waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. groups of people and it's going to get real wild so I hope you're ready team it's going to get wild in a minute God says there's such a fire that he's releasing in this place if you need a miracle in your body I don't care what it is if you need a miracle in your body, I want you to wave your hand. Anywhere in the building. That's a lot of you. That's a lot of you. That's a lot of you. So this is what I'm going to do. Y'all ready for it to get wild? You sure? You can handle it? If you need a miracle in your body, I want you to come down to the altar now, right now. Those still being ministered to, stay where you are. But those that need to come, and God says this is an act of faith. It's an act of faith.
young lady here behind you with the big... Her, yeah. She was up here earlier. Bring her up here. You stay right there. You just put your foot there. You. Yeah, come on. Stay right there. In a minute, I want to pray for you. For time. How many need the fire of God in their lives? There's a spirit of revival coming on this house. Young lady, you come. You. Lift your hands. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I release the fire of God from the crown of your head. Let him touch you to the sole of your feet. In Jesus' name. We release the fire. Come up, quickly. Come up. No, let her come back again. Come up. You stay right there. More fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost from the crown of your head. It's burning out everything that shouldn't be there. In Jesus' name. Come up. Lift your hands. Father, in Jesus' name, we release your fire. Thank you for healing your daughter. Anything growing in you that was not planted by Jesus Christ, I declare it uprooted by the blood and by the fire of God in the name of Jesus. That this season, the Lord says that you're like the woman with the issue of blood. He said, but the season of rejection and fear has come to a close. I'm announcing to you prophetically that today's a new day. Things are gonna change, Father, now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing power. In the name of Jesus. I need everybody in this building to lift their hands quickly, quickly, quickly. I need an usher to walk with me. I just want to pray for some people. Father, right now, pray. I need you to say, say something. You provide the fire. Frustration has solution. 